What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Plain Black Rapper Podcast, and this is your host, Nightlife. Man, today, I got a hell of a conversation for y'all, man. And it lines up with communication. And I'm pretty charged up about it because of the simple fact of it has everything to do with my everyday uh, ongoings. And so I want to be able to point out some of my faults of communication and not only point out my faults of communication, but also point out my pet peeves so I can try to balance it out. Because I think that there's people on both sides of the argument. Um, you know, ironically, we say argument and we're talking about communication, but really. It's important that this subject is broached. Now, first thing I want to do is I want to talk about my faults in communication or as to why this is actually a, this is why this is actually a subject. You know, I am paid to be a communicator. That's my actual job. Being a manager, you have to be able to communicate with your associates. You have to be able to communicate with your managers and you have to be able to uh, communicate with the customer member or whatever that may be in, in your particular job if you're a manager, right? So I get paid to do this and it's natural for me to do it in a business setting. But I do it in a personal nature because my employees come to me and they have problems and they want to tell me about problems and I want to help them through sometimes it's just a matter of listening and then if it has to do with the job functions itself we have to go over those things and i have to you know help them make corrections to be better in those situations and also just to take fault when i don't communicate properly with them or whatever but however it may be you know that's just part of the gig and then to communicate with my manager and you know she wants things done a certain way or i may have to answer to something that i did or didn't do and so that you have to communicate that and you know, she gives me credit or she gives me critique. However, it, it may be, I have to take it and move forward and be better of it. I mean, be better because of it. But the minute that I clock out and I come home, for some reason, the communication stays at work. <laughs> because I don't communicate well at home I know that may be crazy because all the outside stuff that I do communication is the crux of what I have to do I have to forge relationships I have to network I have to deal with with friends I have to deal with people I have to deal with uh, you know people in business I have to you know, do these interviews and it, there's a modem of communication that I have to be able to do professionally when it comes to that. Right. But it's almost like I just walk right out of that world and into a world where I can't communicate. And God bless my wife because she tries her hardest. And sometimes it just doesn't it doesn't come off because I'm kind of in my own head about things. So just to kind of go over some of the things that I fail in communication with, I thought I would be able to share with 
the listeners today. Um, just because I feel like it's important. It's important to me. You know, this is part of the reason why we got this podcast in the first place is to be able to talk about things that, you know, are worth improving. Um, so the first thing that I have an issue with as far as communication is concerned is that I am formulating responses as people are talking to me. And because my memory is so bad that I feel like I have, I have to make this point or I'm going to forget. It's almost like being the little, the little kid at dinner time, and you're in a big family and you feel like you have to eat as much as possible because you don't know what you're going to get because everybody's going to eat it. So that's how I, that's how I kind of feel with in regards to when I have a point that I have to make somebody saying something and I have a rebuttal in my head and it's cranking and I'm like, I have to get it out before I forget it because I feel in my head it's a good point. But I'm completely real. I'm completely running over what the other person is saying at that time to be able to get my shit off at the time. I'm thinking I got to get my shit off. I got to get my shit off. And I'm just going right over what they're saying. Yeah, but. Yeah, I say I know that, but let me tell you about this. And sometimes the points are valid and then sometimes it wasn't worth me jumping over somebody's head to make that point because that's not where they were going to at all. I just kind of assumed that that's what the <laughs> direction they were going and it's not correct. So thinking to formulate responses is like the one of the oldest cardinal sins in communicate in the communication handbook because you're already thinking of what you're going to say to the person as opposed to listening to anything they got to say because I'm not listening to that point. My brain is cranking on how to get my shit off. And that's pretty sad. That's pretty sad. You know, taking a moment to just breathe, listen to what, the, what folks are saying, and then respond after that will serve you well. And it will serve me well, too. And I think I do it in some circumstances and in some circumstances, I'm just very poor at it. So I have that that I know I need to fix. And that could just be by just. I had a method where I was counting to 10. Why somebody was counting. I mean, why somebody was talking. Counting to 10. I'm going to breathe in and breathe out. And I'm going to do a 10 count while they're talking. Wait till they complete what they're saying and then respond after that. Instead of going, ooh, ooh, me, 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 my turn. So maybe I'm going to go back to that. Because I, I definitely need to do or figure out something in that aspect to be able to help along with it. The second problem that I have is, and I think we're all guilty of this, is basically creating the argument in your head before you even get to the argument itself. You've already been in the car and had this argument in your head with this person. You already going over what their responses are, what you going to say to their responses. And you're living out this argument before it even happens. And stressing about it. 
You're really, really, really fired up. You're really, really, really talking. You're really responding to this make-believe response that you said that this person was going to have for you. It's crazy. It's mentally exhausting, number one. And number two, is just it just doesn't make much sense. Because chances are the argument is not going to go that way. It's just to make you feel better and make, make sure you feel heard. Or make sure that I feel heard in that situation. I got to say, I got my shit off. Just like I was saying. I got my shit off at that time. I got to say what I wanted to say. In this make-believe argument. Where I'm counteracting responses that they have. Before I even get there. And that's some of the craziest shit ever. I don't understand how that happens. But I, I try to stop doing that. And I had stopped doing that for a while. And then I got right back to doing it because I found myself in my car, my radio turned down and I'm literally responding to these make believe comments that are in my head out loud like a crazy person. Like I'm crazy. There be times I be I'm in the car doing that shit. And somebody will pull up on the side of me. I'll just pick my phone up to act like I'm talking on the phone. But I'm really still just going off in this argument. It's nuts. It is senseless. It is a senseless exercise. It's a narcissistic exercise too, to be honest. You are basically up here trying to be alpha in a situation where there's no omega at all. They're not even there. They're not even there. You're trying to choreograph this whole argument before you even get to the argument itself. If it's even an argument. Sometimes it ain't even an argument. It may have it may have just been that you heard something the wrong way. And you sitting up here getting ready for getting ready for war, putting on the war paint. And you walk into a situation and you hide as hell already. That other person don't know what's coming. They don't know that you had this fake argument <laughs> before you even got there and that you taking it out on them because you taking them out on them because you feel like they're going to do this. It's like it's like the it's like the little kid, right? It's like the little kid where, hey, man, we're fighting at three o'clock. Where you have to you're basically waiting the whole time. And you're mentally in your head going through, what am I going to do in this situation at three o'clock when I have to fight this bully? You know, am I going to throw dirt in his face? Am I going to kick him in his balls? Am I going to run? Is he going to beat me up? And you're going through all of these mental gymnastics before you even get to the point where maybe he doesn't even show or maybe y'all it's a misunderstanding in that things aren't going to go down like that. Or maybe even the yard duty is going to step in and it's not even going to be a thing. You know, you just don't know. But you've mentally put yourself in the space that you are going to you're going to do this. So the last part of my communication failure is the talking the talking loud and yelling and because you don't know what else to say. That's a real thing. You're yelling at the top of your lungs to match the other person yelling, but you really haven't said a goddamn thing. You haven't said nothing. 
You're just yelling for the sake of yelling to try to see if you can bully your point home and you really don't have a point. They yelled at you, so you yelling at them because they yelling at you. So you just just in the mix saying a bunch of shit, just putting together words, thinking that you're making a point and you're really not making a point because it has nothing to do with what's connected to it. I remember watching the uh, watching the Kevin Hart special and he said that when you in when you in arguments with your with your significant other that you just make up shit. Right. When you lose an argument, you just start doing shit erratically. And he like, <laughs> I think it was like, oh, man, that's, you know what? And and another thing, you know, you left the microwave on one and slam that shit, slam, slam the door and walk out. You can't do that. You can't do that. That's not really a good place to be. It's not a good mental place to be. And again, it just brings so much exhaustion to you mentally. It takes too much time and effort for you to generate these things and generate these mindsets. You're creating this. I'm creating this. And I know I can be better. It's just a matter of me being able to execute being better. And that's a that's a tough thing to do. When you're in when you when you are reactionary at best in those situations and you are trying to make sure that your point is driven home because you feel like you have a point then you feel like the other person isn't listening so you then you try extra hard to get them to listen and you know sometimes you're just not gonna you're not gonna win sometimes the best defense is just silence man just shut the fuck up just shut up. You have to stew in your own silence sometimes to be able to resolve situations. You can't just sit here and just keep firing and keep firing and keep firing and keep firing and escalating and escalating and escalating. That's what I teach my employees. When a person is arguing with you, don't match their level. Keep everything down, keep everything calm, and then put it back in their lap as far as what you would what they would like you would what what you would like what they would like you to do. What would they like you to do? And that's like simple science. Don't rev the argument up hot and high again for what? Keep your peace, keep your level, keep your calm, keep your zen in the situation. If anything is going to tire the other person out and you might get what you need out of it in the first place. Yelling costs you stress. Silence costs you nothing. You need a pod that you can catch the vibe with, right? Somewhere you can chime in live and be a part of the party. Go on and pull up to what the podcast Our host Nightlife Sandman and I Am Sam talk on topics of news, entertainment, and personal experiences while playing off a live chat audience. Make sure you don't miss it. Every other Tuesday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, come rock with us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. 
keyword search Mitchell Media Review and you will find what the podcast is. What the podcast? Come chill vibe and laugh with us. Now we're at a point where I get to talk about what irritates me about communication. I done told you all my good, my bad, my ugly about my lack of communication skills, personal communication skills, that is. Now I get to get my shit off as far as what irritates me about communication. The first pet peeve of mine in communication is giving me your undivided attention. I revel at the fact that people can multitask. I think it's one of the most intricate and unique things I've ever seen. I've said many a times that my wife can have a book open, surf on her phone, play a game, have TV going, music and a conversation going all at the same time. She's the master. I'm not going to lie. She's the master of it. Me, I'm not built like that. I am a single when when I'm when I'm in my mode and I'm off. I'm locked into one thing. If I'm watching that television program, I'm watching that television program. If I'm I'm on my phone, I'm on my phone. If I'm on a phone conversation, I'm on a phone conversation. If I'm in a conversation with somebody, I'm in a conversation with somebody. I cannot do multiple things at the same time when it comes to that. It does not make me less of a human being in that situation. But that does irritate me when I'm trying to have a conversation with somebody and they are doing other things other than what they're supposed to be doing, which is looking at me and listening to me in that situation, especially when I ask you or ask to talk to you. If a person is not looking at me while I'm talking to them, whether that be a child, whether that be the wife, whether that be a friend, whether that be just anybody in general, if a person is not looking at you, to me, they're not listening. That shit is disrespectful. I don't care which way you look at it. My mama always told me, look at me when I'm talking to you. I couldn't get away with the looking at the TV and looking at the sky. And this is when we didn't have all of these different modes of distraction. If I look, my eyes cut to a corner of the room, the way I wasn't supposed to, her hand was in the back of my head quick as hell. Look at me when I'm talking to you. That is the basis of respect for a person when you are discussing something. I don't need to know that you're a fucking octopus when it comes to your multitasking skills. I don't give a shit if you can use one ear to listen to this and one ear to listen to that. Something's going to get lost. You can't just have all of these things going at the same time and then and then pretend that you took in everything because you didn't. You took in the bullet points. You took in the things that you thought that mattered. Not that you thought that not that what I thought that mattered. You took in what you thought was important and then you built whatever it was off of that. Because you were too, you were too lazy to be able to just 
concentrate on the person in front of you at that time when they were talking to you. That's an irritating thing to me. And it never will not be irritating. My kids, I'm talking to my kids and they on their damn phones, like put your phone down. I'm telling you to do this. I'm talking to you because what happens is they had that damn phone in their hand and I tell them to do something and they say, yeah, dad, I got it. And then they don't do it. And then they get their head blown off because they didn't get it done. And they'd be like, well, uh, I didn't even, I didn't, I even know you said that. Uh, was I the only one in that conversation? Do your respectful due diligence and put the damn phone down and listen to what I'm saying and turn that damn TV off. You owe it to the other person that's on the other end of that to be able to give them your undivided attention. Now, like I said in the beginning, when I'm locked into something, I'm locked into something. If I'm already engaged in something, don't be mad if I don't hear you. And I get shit about that. It's like this. It's a lack of awareness. It's not. I'm focused on what I'm doing at that particular time. If I'm writing, if I'm watching a program, if I'm listening to music, if I'm reading a book, if I'm doing any of those things. I'm doing that. That's got my undivided attention at the time because I'm concentrating. I want to make sure that I'm taking in everything that I need to take in so I don't miss any details. Because that's the way my brain works. I'm not gifted with the I'm not gifted with the, you know, memory of a steel trap or an elephant or whatever the shit is. I'm not gifted with that. So I have to be able to take in vital information at that particular time. So when I'm locked in on something, I'm locked in on something. If it's you, I'm locked in on you. Just say, hey, can you give me a moment? So I can stop what I'm doing, put that away and focus on you. When I'm locked in, don't start a conversation on the side because I don't hear you. I'm I'm a child of martial arts. We used to have to sit in a horse dance for 20 minutes looking at a red dot on the wall. Just to be able to get our focus down. So when I'm locked in, I don't hear nothing. That's focus. So in order to get me out of that focus, then you need to be able to make that a point to talk to me about it. It's not anything about being disrespectful and not being aware. I mean, not being aware. It's not me being aware. I'm actually just I'm 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 zoned. I'm zoned in. I'm zoned in on whatever it is that I'm doing. Sorry. If that offends you, my bad. The second part of my communication pet peeve is not taking accountability for things you do. It's constantly making the things that other people do the reason why you did what you did. It, it has to be that was me. Yo, I said I said this. I wasn't paying attention to the way that I said that. It's not. Well, that's the way you took it. No, 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 no. 
It can't be that's the way you took it all the time. You have to be accountable for the way that you are communicating as well in those situations. And they and then the, to paint it and say, well, I'm blunt and this is just how I communicate. No. No. I bet you when you're at your job and you're working and you're dealing with these, you're dealing with people that you don't act that way. When a paycheck's on the line, you don't act that way. So you don't get to do that shit here. You don't get to arbitrarily do that. And you can't punch down in those situations and make it my fault because I took it away when you said something. If I don't like the tone or I don't like the delivery and I don't like the manner that I'm being spoken to in that situation, I have the right to speak up and say that. Maybe you need to reevaluate how (laughs) the message of what you're sending and how you're coming across. And listen to that instead of being offended that somebody told you that you said something in a shitty way. That's just the way it is. Just be accountable. Like I'm from the I'm from the school of owning my own shit. I own my own shit. Own your own shit. It's okay to come back and be like, you know what? I felt where you was coming from today. You're right. I didn't even think of it that way. I should have been thinking about it that way. You know what? I'm sorry. Not get out your feelings. Um, if it, if if it came if it came out that way and you took it that way, then that's too bad. That sounds a little unfortunate to me. Sounds a little disrespectful to me. Especially if we coming out, we coming out that way all the time. That's not fair. I don't get the same allowance. When I get back to that whole thing of yelling for no reason. You call to the carpet yelling for no reason. Yeah, you yelling for no reason. You raising your voice. What are you raising your voice for? Why, why are you yelling? Why are you yelling? That doesn't even make any sense what you just yelled about. I know. I'm my bad. I shouldn't have done that. Accountability H. I think I've said my bad and I'm sorry more than anybody in the history of Earth. But my expectation is that other people are afford or give me the same the same grace. And I'm not targeting one person when I say this. I'm just saying in general because this happens a lot. People who aren't people who aren't accountable for themselves feel like they're being attacked in situations where people are saying things. And it's not that nobody's attacking you. We just want you to understand that what you're saying in your delivery method sucks. It's not good. I'm not feeling the way that you was talking to me. Could you have put that in a prettier box so I can consume it a little bit better? Be accountable for yourself. Acknowledge the fact that maybe some things weren't said the right way. Maybe you could have acted in a different manner in that situation. Maybe there's some me problems in there that you got to look at too. Can't be just one person. 
It's never just one person. There's always a reason. And there's always a yin and a yang. I'm not the victim. I am not the I'm not the person that is the victim of this all the time. And neither is the other person on the other end of that. They're not the victim all the time either. Sometimes you just do shit wrong. Sometimes you are wrong. Sometimes you're just not as understanding and not as forgiving and not as appreciative of the fact of a person having a differing opinion than you do. Nobody is sitting up here thinking that the way that you yourself do things is the only method to do something. You know what you should have did? You know what you could have did? You should have just went and did this. I don't know why you did that. Oh, that's this pie going to run over a little bit. So I just want to let you know. That's one of my just carnal sins, man. What you should have did, what you could have did, what you need to do. After the fact. The equivalent of what you could have did, what you should have did, what you need to do after the fact is like looking at an ad and you see this 85 inch TV for 500 bucks and you say that's a hell of a deal so I'm going to said big box retailer and I'm going to go pick this up today so I get in my car I waste my gas going all the way down there and I get there and I asked the clerk hey I just saw this tremendous deal on this 85-inch TV for 500 bucks. Yeah, sir. That's quite a deal, huh? I know, man. It's um it's just it's crazy. It's crazy. The demand's been for that's crazy. But a guy was just in here five minutes ago and bought the last one we had. And we're not gonna get any more, so you know, I wish I had something more to tell you, but yeah, it's the the guy just went and bought it five minutes ago. Um, how does that help me by telling me that somebody else just bought the last one? How does that help me? How come you couldn't have just told me that, you know, we're out? I'd have been cool with that. Don't tell me I had I had one five minutes ago, but a guy just bought it. That is what woulda, coulda, shoulda, need to is to me. If I if I come to you and I talk about something. And I'm telling you in the sense of I want you to listen to me and so that way. I can just be felt in this situation. In this communication situation, I could be felt. I just want to be able to tell you this. And you hit me with the coulda, shoulda, woulda, need to. I'm lost, dog. I'm lost. That's unsolicited shit. I didn't ask for that. 
I just wanted to talk to you about this situation and I wanted to be heard in this situation. Now, if I preface that with going, hey, this and this and this happened. What do you think I should have done? What would you have done in this situation? If I open if I open the floor to you with that, then please, by all means, give me your opinion. I'm soliciting your opinion then. If I'm just shooting and I'm just getting some shit off my chest and I'm upset and I'm frustrated or whatever, and I just need to be heard in that situation, sometimes you just need to be heard. Your job in that situation is to shut the fuck up and say, I feel you. Not I feel you and then give me some shit that you went through to be able to take it away. But yet now you know how I feel. Man, I be going, I, I went through something, I went through something just like that too. Now you know how I feel. I did that and this is what you should have did because I had to do this and that and that. I didn't ask for all that. I just need to be felt. That's all I need to be, felt. And I need to, if I, if, I, if I welcome your opinion or tell you, hey, did you go through that? What were some of the things that you did? Then we can talk about it. I don't need your unsolicited opinion about things. And it's not that I don't want you to tell me anything. It's just that I didn't fucking ask for that. So please be mindful of other people in communication because these, this communication shit's a two way street. There's the good, there's the bad and there's the ugly. And then there's the irreconcilable. In, in You don't want to get to the irreconcilable. It's it's not. It's not a good place. Just be prepared to meet somebody halfway with situations. I'm one of God's children. I'm working hard on being a better me every single day. And I'll work at my flaws with my communication, but I expect the uh, the communicates to be able to work on some shit, too. I, I need I need that. And this is in all walks of life, because you're going to get so many people, man, that don't want to take accountable accountability for shit. And it's going to put everything back in your lap. Those are the people that need to hear that the people that need to understand that. Thank you for allowing me to go over my time. It was really important for me to get off my chest. This was therapeutic as hell. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, please make sure that you share, comment, subscribe, continue to do that. Answer my, um, answer my polls on Spotify, please. And share this podcast. If you relate to this subject, please make sure that you come back at me, message me on message me on Instagram at N Y T E L I F E 3200. Hit me at Gmail. Nightlife3200 at gmail.com. Email me. Message me on Facebook. Tell me how you felt about it. I want people to continue to share. And if this is making, if this is helping to make a difference, I appreciate that. It's making a difference with me because I feel so much better when I talk about these things instead of just bottling them up. 
and making up fake conversations in my car when I'm <laughs> on my way home. It's better to get these out and recorded for content. So I will see y'all on the next go round. Make sure that you are appreciative and kind to people around you. Make sure that you walk in the building. You treat the janitor the same way that you treat the CEO. And I'll holler at you next time. Peace.